Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves into topics that have impacted her on her Tear Talk journey and helped her discover the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast. So glad that you joined on today. This morning I was laying here and I was meditating and I was thinking and I had a, a thought because I've I've been doing um, some Bible studies and just last week, even in my morning time with prayer and meditating, I've been praying different types of prayers to the point where I've had to text them to myself. And it seems as though all of this is coming together and it's showing me a different lens of love. And on Thursday, I prayed the following prayer. It's like I was laying there, I was thinking about God, meditating about God, and then this prayer came out of me, out of my heart. And the prayer was this. It said, help me to understand the heavenly definition of humility and love and not the humanistic. And I was like, man, (laughs) that's powerful because there's so many aspects and views and perspectives of love. It happens for individuals. It happens for families. It happens for communities. It happens in cultures. Like when you really think of love, it really on that level is not one size fits all. And I think that we really have to grasp the truth of that. Now, before I came on here, I was sending myself some text messages. And one thing that came to me was this. You know, we have a book that has become very notable and very popular that is called The Five Love Languages. I think it's by Gary Chapman. And he puts love or the way people receive love into five different categories and or i.e. languages. And one of the languages of which people receive love is words of affirmation. Another language in which people receive love is quality time. Another language in which people receive love based on his definition is physical touch. Another way that people receive love is acts of service. And the last language of love that he provides is receiving gifts. And as I was thinking about this, the following thought came to me. When love doesn't fit our language, we can overlook and dismiss its expression of love. And as I am looking at life from beginning up to now, I am having to 
changed the lens through which I viewed love. Because sometimes we can look at a circumstance or a situation and we can say that we were not loved. But is that really the truth or is that our perspective? Because if someone is giving us love in a way that we don't see it as love, that doesn't negate it from being love. And the lens of love is formulated by life itself, by our upbringing, by our surrounding, by our circumstances. But then there comes a point when that that formation can be adjusted and it can be shifted. And even when it's adjusted and shifted, we have to get to a place of openness in being able to see perspectives that are different from our own. Now, on Friday, I ended up praying another prayer that I ended up texting to myself. And I was again doing my, because in the mornings when I wake up, I have like a daily prayer that I pray. I always thank God for the day. There's a, a verse that I um, declare every morning. And then sometimes I'll lay here and meditate and just think on his goodness. And this week, these different types of prayers have just been coming out of my heart. And this was the prayer that I prayed on Friday. And it says, Lord, I thank you that our frailty didn't cause you to fear. Our brokenness doesn't cause you to bolt. And our truth doesn't cause you to run. And when I, <laughs> when that came out of me, I was like, that is powerful. Because all of the things I said in this prayer for humanity will cause those types of reactions. Not for everybody, but for many. But when it comes to God, our weakness, our brokenness, our insecurity, our being unsure, our lack, our fear, our doubt, our unbelief, all those words that can seem negative, that can seem wrong, that can seem bad, none of that, none of that stops him from loving us. Now with people, it can, but with him, it doesn't. And I think that that's why it is so important for us to understand love from his perspective and his view as opposed to our own. Not that we totally negate love on our level, but our desire should be to take the love from his level, incorporate it into our level, express it to ourselves, and then also be able to express it to others. Love, <laughs> love is a funny thing. <laughs> love is a precious thing. Love is a powerful thing. But love is also a mystery. And I think so many times we try to define it and we try to express it, but I think a lot of times we limit what it actually is. Now, I have to share something with you all that 
has been on my heart, and it's based on the Bible study that I did last week that I will be continuing this week. And we have been studying who is Jesus. And I, we have been studying who he is for quite some time. And when I say who, I'm talking more about his character. I'm talking more about the image and likeness of who he is. And I have been stuck for some years now on a particular passage of the Bible that I don't really hear um, too many people talk about, too many people share. And most times it's not something that I think people consider. And it's interesting because as we are doing the tear talk journey in this private Facebook group, there was a question that dealt with this particular person in the Bible and the particular passage. And it actually, because I know this verse and I've been studying this verse and I've been meditating on this verse, it kind of challenged me to really be able to answer this question. And it deals with Judas. Many of you know who have read the Bible or know of the different passages in the Bible that Judas betrayed Jesus. And the question that I had for the writing prompt was, do you have a Judas in your life? If so, who is it? And when I read it, because mind you, I wrote this book. I wrote Tear Talk in 2017. But my answer to the group was, my answer to the group was the following. I said, Judas is an interesting figure in the Bible for me. Though he did wrong, he served a needful purpose. What I find most interesting about him is in the end, when Jesus learns, when Jesus is being betrayed, this is what I should have said, when Jesus is being betrayed by Judas, he still called him friend. With that, I think (laughs) we have to consider, again, love through a whole nother lens. And when I was talking or sharing in the Bible study, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because Jesus was telling the other disciples that my betrayer is coming. But when he saw Judas, he didn't call Judas what he did. He called him who he was to him, which was friend. And only love, a pure love, can dismiss what you've done and still see you for who you are. And that is love on a whole nother level. And I think that though I love Gary Chapman's book and I love his five languages, I believe there's a whole nother language of love that has been expressed to us, is being expressed to us, is being understood by us to be able to be expressed to others. But that requires us being willing to seek, to search, to receive love from another level and in another language, but then be willing to share it. And as I was thinking about coming on to do this podcast, I started to think about when I have done photo shoots before. 
And the photographer is able to catch and capture the things that we don't see and the things that we don't notice. And they are also able to direct and instruct us um, to make sure that they capture what they are trying to see. And I think that love comes at us in so many different ways, but depending on our lens in which we view it, it can be either really small or it can be really large. So the question is, what does your lens of love look like? And then the caveat of it, that question is, where did your lens come from? Where did your lens of love come from? And I think us being willing and honest to answer a question like that can either expand our lens or cause our lens to retract. Because truth and honesty are gateways and doorways to expansion. But denial and ignoring um, are keys that lock those very doors. And I am, as I'm taking this journey called life, I am learning that some of the lenses that I have, it's not that they're necessarily wrong or they're necessarily off, but some of them need to be adjusted for me. Because the lens that can work for one may not work for another. It's like um, yesterday I tried on my best friend's glasses and she got some new glasses. And for her, it was perfect. For me, I could see through, but it was blurry for me. So that means that although I could see the images weren't coming out as clear for me as they were for her. And that's the same way with our lens. What may be perfectly clear and work for one, it might be a little fuzzy and hazy for you. That doesn't mean to throw it all away. It just means you have to make an adjustment or you may need to make an adjustment so you can see those same images clearly. Now, mind you, I know that making adjustments isn't always comfortable. I know that making adjustments isn't always easy. And I know that making adjustments isn't always embraced. But that's something in our desire to want to be healed, to want to be whole. It demands that. It demands the adjustment. It demands the changing. It demands the shift. And I think that if we can allow ourselves to be open to more than the five languages that Gary Chapman has expressed, and I believe to be true, but those five aren't the only languages. They're great, but they're not the only five. Because there are some people who, once they read that book, they could see themselves clearly. But there are others that could see 
but it was fuzzy. None of them, none of the five fit them perfectly. And that is perfectly fine. But you still want to find your lens of love and not just find it. You want it to be clear. You want it to be pure. And you want it to be a full picture, not just the corner (laughs) and not just a spot. And that's what we learn on our journey. This isn't something that, you know, like in one moment, it all makes sense. And, you know, in one moment, it's crystal clear because another way that our lens of love is created is through words. The words that we speak, the words that we hear, and the words that we receive. It's not just the outward things that that create our lens. It's words as well that create or create our lens to be larger or cause our lens to retract. And I had a session with my therapist yesterday and evidently something that I expressed helped her to see and hear that there are some areas in which I need to change my verbiage to make sure I have the right perspective and the right lens in how I see love, how I view love, how I receive love and how I remember love. And I was so thankful because sometimes it takes someone outside of everything that you've known to hear you speak of something for the first time to be able to challenge you in your verbiage to shift your perspective. And I'm the type of person that I'm open for change, I'm open for challenges, and I'm open for growth. And I believe that in changing my verbiage, which will change my perspective, it will also change my lens. And like I told her, I'm here for it because I want to be as healed and I want to be as whole and I want to be as real and I want to be as honest as I can be. Because me being those things not only make me a better person, it makes me a better person for the people that I'm called to, the people that I speak to, and even complete strangers that I may encounter at one time. Because my whole desire is to be one who pours. That, that's just, (laughs) that's just what I do. I got a, um, card from my students. Three of them graduated this semester. And she said to one of the best off-duty professors ever, (laughs) because I just have a heart and I just love to pour. I love to empower. I love to engage. I love to inspire. I love to see the light come on. I love to see people begin to shift and you see the gears begin to move in their head by looking through their eyes. That's what I love to do. And I love to do it because I know what it has done and what has happened when this was done in me. I know the benefit of it. I know the reward of it. I know the treasure of being willing to have my lens 
extended. And right now we're talking about my lens of love, but I can say my lens of life being extended and opened up more and more and more. And I hope that that is a desire for you as well. I thank you so much for joining Tear Talk on today. And I pray that the next time that you see that a podcast has posted, that you decide to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can purchase today's featured t-shirt and learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com. Also, check out her exclusive line of custom journals at bit.ly forward slash the golden scribe. 